0: Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-Francois, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your fill of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I am joined today by Elisa Morariu, Senior Customer Insight Analyst at AS Watson. Having come to analytics from a market research background, Elisa is passionate about understanding the why of customers' behavior. In this episode, she talks about how mixing market research and purchase history data provides a 360 insight on customers. She will also touch on the different business questions answered by customer analytics, from information on sales growth to supporting suppliers with insights on their product performance. All of these while ensuring different teams collaborate on projects rather than working in silos. Hi, Elisa. Hi, Karen, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you with me on the Women in Data podcast. We met a few months ago on the Revive platform for mentors, and you had such uh, an interesting story. And I was really keen to have you on the podcast. So thank you for being here today and sharing your
1: journey into data and all your tips and everything you we're going to talk about today. No, thank you. It really, is, is I'm honoured. Um, I've listened to so many great podcasts and found so much inspiration on your channel that I really am honored to be one of your guests thank you you work with AS
0: Watson which is massive and we're going to talk about your role and responsibilities and everything but just to give us a bit of context could you tell us
1: who AS Watsons are for the ones who don't know Sure, absolutely. Um, it's it's a question I get a lot because I think the company is not very well known in the UK as they are in Asia, for example. But um, AS Watson are the largest international health and beauty retailer. We have over 16,000 stores in 27 markets across the world. And here in the UK is the parent company of Superdrug, Savers, and The Perfume Shop. So yeah, really large corporation, although not very well known by name.
0: Yeah, every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh my God, the database you might have and the richness of the data <laughs> that you see has to be very impressive. Could you talk a bit
1: about what you're doing there? What's your role? What are your responsibilities? What is it that you do? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a Senior Customer Insight Analyst for AS Watson. As you said very correctly, we have so much customer data because we have over 147 million members in our loyalty schemes across the world. And my role, in a nutshell, as you can probably tell from the title is to um, analyze different types of data, such as CRM, so transactional data, market research, third-party data, to really get to know the customer, to understand their shopping behavior, uh, what is their experience with us, and how can we make it better, and also what are the reasons behind their shopping behavior. That's my role in in a nutshell. Would you say this is around business strategy and customer loyalty, or does it go broader than that? It's a bit broader than that. I focus a lot on commercial analytics projects. So because we have so much data, we uh, provide insights to different large health and beauty suppliers. So I work a lot on uh, L'Oreal projects and Procter & Gamble sometimes as well. And we offer insights on the customers, what brands they like, uh, how did the brands perform, how did the category perform, cross shop opportunities, sales levels, et cetera, also um, shopper profile. But we also need to understand why they behave a certain way. So we collect primary data. And also we use transactional data and analytics to support our European business units. So most of our analysis is around customers and how they behave, what they want, and how can we enhance their shopping experience with us. (laughs) That sounds very interesting. I feel like basically
0: every time you work on a project, it sounds like it's going to be different from anything else you've
1: worked on before because there is so much variety. Yes, that's true. Because at least in my job, most of the analysis that I do are ad hoc. And when it comes to supplier projects, when it comes to commercial analytics, they usually start from from a business question that the suppliers have. So... For example, I saw that my sales for a certain brand have gone down in this market. I need to understand exactly what happened. Was it because the shopping frequency went down, or was it because customers buy us frequently but you know less expensive products? And if they do, why is that? Well, and and how can I make it better? So, really, is um, it depends on the business question that the suppliers have or the business questions that our own business units across Europe or Asia have at at that moment. You mentioned the fact that
0: you're helping um, the suppliers, so the health and beauty businesses, such as L'Oreal, to understand what products their customers are interested in. But do you use this, this data to also inform how many products you have
1: to buy and what type of products you have to buy and put in the shops? I think that sits more with supply chain. that we don't really do that product analytics. We mostly focus on, on customers. So we kind of, instead of starting from what products should we purchase in, in this or have in the supply chain. We focus on, well, these are the brands that we have. How did they perform? Were they bought in the same basket with other products, et cetera? What was the customer profile of the of the shoppers who bought this brand? So it's the focus is not that much on the product, it's more on the shoppers and their journey and their wants.
0: All right, so you focus on the customer's behavior, what they're doing inside your shop, what they're buying, what products they have more affinities with. We tend to focus a lot on on the what and what customers are doing. So you're doing something with that information on the what. Is there anything else that you look at? Because so here you're describing someone's movement, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. What do you do with that information? In the supplier projects, we combine the what and the why, which is um, the aspect that I found find the most interesting about this project. And I think it's really interesting when you you combine different types of data. We could add digital data to the mix. We don't currently, but we could. To answer your question, what we do with the what is tell our suppliers or even our internal business units what happened during the period of analysis that they want us to look at. Um, So we understand aspects like, Sales growth, shopping frequency, basket value, category performance, um, how did certain campaigns perform, how did certain stores perform, etc, cetera, et cetera, So all in relation to to our customers because really our role as as analysts is to understand our customers very very well. But you know, this only answers the what questions, what happened up to this point? And obviously, Based on historical data and, and observing patterns in the data and using data science techniques, you can forecast future behavior. But this does not really tell you why customers behave in a certain way. For example, if they stopped buying your brand and went to competitors, you don't really know why. You know What are the features of the product that they don't like and find in, in competitor products? or. If you're losing sales, is it because the entire market is shrinking or is is it because you're losing shoppers to your competitors? So that's why you need to go to, to the market and actually ask your customers what they think about certain aspects. And, and for that, we use market research instruments and techniques. So we put them together and the insights that we get are so much more actionable because we look at what happened in the market and we look at why. That happened. And I'm
0: guessing that when you're doing that, you can't really link one customer one one-on-one, right? So you can't really link one customer who who's answered the why to
1: the customers who you're looking at what. Uh, we actually can. It's a combination. Sometimes the data is aggregated. So we look, you know, what was the sales level over the previous 12 months overall, what was the shopping frequency as aggregated KPIs. And then we look at the insights that we get from market research in, in addition to that, but not really one-to-one. But when we send the surveys or we collect data, we do it from our members. So really, we can identify them using the card number and and we can get extra insights. So for example, if you answer one of our surveys and you are one of our customers, then I can also know extra information about you. So I can go into our transactional data and see, okay, Karen, who gave this answers to the survey, also shopped for this amount over the last 12 months. And she shopped this frequently. And in the different segmentations that we we have, this is where she is situated. So This is where it gets really interesting because we can connect the two. They're not in separation. Sometimes they are if we don't think it would add value to connect the two types of data. But many times we do actually connect the two sources of data and the insights that we get are so interesting. This is unbelievable.
0: I... I don't know
1: why, in my mind, it was never connected. So
0: I thought research was led by a third party. They knew they were your customers, but they didn't know who they were. This is all amazing and it helps you get a great view of who your customers are and how they behave and why or so. But we we don't do that quite often, right? So very often people just focus on the what. Why is it so hard to combine the two questions?
1: Well... From my experience, I think it can be quite resource intensive. For example, in IS Watson, we have so much data, but we have separate departments that deal with different sources of data. So we have a CRM analytics department, we have a market research agency, we have a digital analytics department. And we we try to work together as much as we can because really our our goal is to get to know the customer and how they behave on different channels. But forcing all these teams to work together all the time is really a lot of work. So I, I think, especially for a large corporation that has so much data, it's not always possible because it would mean many hours for many people that they would have to work on this and, and they would have to spend together a lot of time. Um, and I also think it doesn't always, always make sense. So sometimes the extra time you spend getting the extra insights, you know, it's like would lead to some nice to know information, but maybe not information that would um, help a certain manager, CRB, CRM manager or senior management to create a different strategy. So I think you know, it, it has to make sense. But I think the main problem is is how much time, different teams would have to spend together to put together the insights.
0: Yeah. So basically you would like the effort to be, to be in line with the value it brings.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think in a lot of companies we have to help as analysts, we have to help to create that insight sharing culture and data sharing culture, but we also have to be aware of, of the resources that that requires. I absolutely agree with that. And I'm
0: guessing because you did touch on the fact that AS Watson is such a massive company and you have different teams. So to work together, how do you manage to remove all the
1: silos? Um, so I think all of us in in different departments and different teams kind of focus on the main source of data that we are supposed to work with. So our CRM analytics focus on on transactional data mostly. Um, our market research agency focus mostly on, on market research data and then our digital analytics department, they focus on what's going on on our website. So this separation still happens even in AS Watson. But I, I must say that within the company, there is this culture which is constantly being promoted of, of share the insights. So for example, every week, We have an update meeting with the CRM analytics team and the digital analytics where we talk about the the latest type of analysis that we've done. So everyone shares something. Same happens in the CRM analytics team from our market research as well. We, We get an update. So it's really about getting together and sharing the information. So if it's at one point... Uh, a digital analyst, for example, says, oh, I've done this very interesting analysis, but you know what? I think I could add some extra insights from market research. Maybe I should get in touch with, with the person in charge, or maybe I can get some extra uh, insights from how members behaved in a, ra- a relation to a certain campaign that I created online. Um, and, you know, did that have an effect of, offline as well? So really it is about sharing different information and and putting time aside be it you know an hour a week where people can come together and and share from their experience yeah sounds good I come from a background
0: in mathematics but like pure mathematics and a lot of analysts come from either mathematics or economics or physics or other subjects like that and what it means is we, we tend to focus a lot on, on the what and describing the data, but you have a background in research. So do you think that's why you you tend to mix the, the why a bit
1: more? Yes, absolutely. Because I could see throughout my career how interesting it was sometimes to understand the behavior behind a certain, sorry, the reasons behind a certain behavior. I think for me, um, in my opinion, it's, it's about being aware of, of other types of data and other sources of data and not risk disregarding those. Because, look, when you're in market research, from from my experience working with market research and surveys, what I heard a lot in the past was, yes, you know, this is what customers say or this is how, what they say they will behave like, but how do we know for sure? And which is a fair point. And I think um, when you have transactional data as well, in addition to the market research data, you can test those hypotheses. But then as you are saying, as, as analysts, and, and I've worked on um, analytics quite a lot, I what I could see when I was doing just that was that, yes, I can see what happened. I can see the sales. I can see the shopping frequency. I can see if they switched from, from one brand to the other. But why? Like, that was the question that consistently popped in in my mind. Like, I I don't know why customers behave like this. And then I was like, but I have a background in my research. And actually, if we add that, we could find out more about our customers. So for me, the journey really started from, from being a market researcher and then going into analytics And now when I combine the two for for certain projects, not all of them, but certain projects, um, I can see the value is so much higher. So I think by promoting that in a company, you can make other of your colleagues aware that, okay, you are an, an analyst and you look at hard numbers so much, but I have some extra information for you that you could use to get a better understanding of what's going on in the market. Or, uh, you know, a digital analyst can say, okay, you can see customer value, you can see shopping frequency, you can see the brands they bought, but I can actually give you information about the channels that the, that the customers uh, came from when they bought online and what they were looking for. And, you know, if they if, if they found the relevant information on our websites. So I think really is about collaboration and making your colleagues aware of, of other sources of data as well. Market research takes a
0: a long time and it takes resources, and it's costly as well. How do we know when to use that? So when to combine the why and the what and that is going to have an impact?
1: It depends on the business question. Um, I would always start with the transactional data because... You need to understand what is the the source of the problem, you know, and and usually the source of the problem is a drop in sales. That's probably ninety percent of the cases, and then that's kind of the alarm signal. And from there, you look at the transactional data and you try to understand, well, what caused that? Is it because Shoppers are are buying glass or they went for different brands or their value has decreased. And then the next step, I think it's if you get to that point when you're like, okay, I can see what happened. I don't know why. That's when you can think about investing in in market research. And it doesn't always have to be extensive. It doesn't always have to be like a three-month project. It can just be something really quick, where you ask a couple of questions to the customers to get that extra insight. In S. Watson, actually, we're able to put together some a survey or, or plan a market research project quite quickly and get the extra insights. Um, and also what happens is that you can have an uh, ongoing market research project. For example, we have one where we evaluate the customer experience in our stores and on our websites. And we use that in in conjunction with with CRM analytics. So we can look at customer value, we can look at different CRM KPIs and we can look at, okay, but these customers who are really valuable to us, their VIPs, for example, what have they said over the last few months in terms of their shopping experience with us? And that is is insight that we get from market research and that's an ongoing project. So I think it can be a combination of, yes, we need this extra insight. We're going to ask our customers or it can be, We're going to constantly need insight on this, on the shopping experience or brand perception or whatever. So we're going to constantly collect data and use that in, in addition to the transactional data analysis.
0: That was super insightful. Thanks, Eliza, for joining me on the Women in Data podcast.
1: Thanks very much, Karen.
0: It was a pleasure. It was. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on LinkedIn. You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.